Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to another Shuffle Pod episode. Episode Three Hard to believe we're already three episodes into the podcast today, but we got a very special one for y'all today. We are here with Frank Persec today. How's it going? How's it going, man? It's I'm going. excited. <laughs> it's going. It's going. But yeah, I'm excited to uh, have Frank on. Obviously, Frank is one of the best players in the game, in my opinion. He's also... Much like me, he likes playing rogue decks. He's done a few <laughs> crazy rogue decks before to some of these major tournaments before. So I'm excited to kind of get into some questions and ask him about all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm excited uh, for Frank to come on. So uh, I, uh, I'm super excited to be here. I'm a big fan of of the pod, a big fan of the squad. So I am. I was I was overjoyed when he asked me to be on. So I'm I'm ready to go. I'm super pumped. Yeah, we're glad to have you on as our uh, first guest today. Yes, the Shuffle Squad is a huge Frank supporter. We love Frank. Frank is definitely one of the friends of us here. So Frank, before we, we're gonna be talking about Pokemon this entire time, right? So before we dive into the Pokemon side of things, tell us a little bit about yourself outside of Pokemon. Oh yeah, I, um, so I, well, I just left my job, but my line of work outside of Pokemon is in the uh, medical community. I work in, um, Medical research, cancer research is like where my passion is. Um, I'm really interested in science and genetics. If you've ever seen me at a tournament, I have my like DNA tattoo mm. on my just like right there on my forearm. So I love um, I love science and genetics, and um, I I am really dedicated to to cancer research as as far as like my career and interests go. Um, and then I like I just like. I don't know, general other like nerd stuff outside of Pokemon. I like anime <laughs> and like, you know, stuff like that. Um, board games, anime, um, comics, superhero stuff. Um, and then a little known fact about me, I am like a yo-yo whiz. Um, you two have seen this, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, remember. Um, I have. <laughs> yeah. So if you've ever seen me at a tournament, I might have a yo-yo on me. I'm insane when it comes to yo-yo tricks. I love, again, just love... Um, I like skill toys or like little toys you can play with. I, I think they're super fun. So I always have um, something like that on me. I own, um, I have two pet snakes, reptile, uh, reptile owner. I got a ball python and a tree python that my um, lovely fiance, Caitlin, actually mostly takes care of, but I uh, enjoy them. <laughs> what are their names? And I have Meatball and Melvin. Melvin's like my Melvin my and Melvin. Meatball. Meatball. Those are awesome names. Yeah, Melvin they're, they're the super snake. cute. Um, so I have the, the the snakes, and I love to cook. I I really enjoy um the the art of cooking. I I really when I moved away to college, I you know kind of had to cook, but I, I is when I got interested in it. But then when I like actually like became an adult, I guess or Technically, I probably still haven't yet, but as as I'm trying to to transition into to being a, a, a you know a grown up, um, I've really really gotten into cooking. I watch a lot of cooking shows and YouTube channels, and um, you know, like to experiment with different ideas and recipes. And um, one of my favorite things to do is to if you know if I'm entertaining guests or just hanging out with people, uh, is to cook a meal for them for sure. And my goal has been to um, cook. At, you know, get like an Airbnb at a Pokemon tournament, and when you see your friends that you haven't seen in so long, is cook um, some people a meal or do some sort of potluck because I really, really enjoy that a lot. That sounds um, sick. 
yeah yeah so that's a little bit about me that's most of it everything else uh a lot of my life goes towards pokemon so there's only so much <laughs> outside of that i don't know if you wanted to talk about it you said you recently did something with your job yeah oh yeah so i i left my job for a couple different reasons um because i was looking for a new job but um i'm taking some downtime in between finding something else to just um spend time on pokemon get ready for worlds explore some you know a little bit of content creation uh you two are <laughs> are you know the experts on that and so uh i am you know looking into doing that i've been streaming on twitch a little bit I've been filming some youtube videos that'll come out in like a month or two testing for worlds a bunch just had the you know team rare candy announcement that came up so a lot of big pokemon stuff that i've been working on uh in my life right now yeah we actually are going to dive into that later i think Pretty much everything of what you just said we have questions like ready to go for you with like <laughs> yes. all of those yeah, topics we're prepared. <laughs> awesome so that's super exciting we're i mean we're definitely super happy for you it sounds like a lot of really great changes and can we just take yeah. a moment to like like just applaud at, at like at your house for everyone just like applaud for the fact that like frank has dedicated so much of his time and life to cancer research like mm -hmm. can we just like can we just I know we have talked about that, but like I couldn't do my job without people like you doing the research behind it. So I couldn't do my listen, the the <laughs> um the nurses on my floor, especially in the infusion area, like probably wanted to murder me sometimes because I know that they uh, like I couldn't get by without them and I probably rely on them so much to to do what you do <laughs> even is just like I feel is way, way harder and way cooler than than Know what i got going on so i right back at you honestly i know we've bonded about that it's two very niche things what like playing pokemon competitively and then doing like you know cancer work it's two kind of niche things yeah yeah there's definitely not a lot of people um involved in in cancer care and uh competitive pokemon trading cards <laughs> for sure so yeah that's that's always like one thing that i i, I love to talk about when we get the chance to chat so the shuffle squad and the shuffle pod is sponsored by atlas collectibles so you can use code tss12 to save 12 percent on your order anywhere on the site you can also ship to anywhere in the world um, and check up atlaspokemart.com for ptcgo codes where you can also use the same code tss12 to save 12 percent let's just go ahead and move on to our life updates for the week so um LDF, what's what's been up this week? Which what you been up to? I had a pretty uh pretty pretty normal week. I mean, I just basically just made a bunch of videos, streamed a few times. I think the most interesting thing that I did this week was I went to the movies again and I saw the movie Nope, which uh, is directed by <gasps> Jordan Peele. Nice. Mm -hmm. Jordan Peele, great movie director. Funny enough, my friend, the friend I went with did not like the movie. Um, but I I liked it. Nope was actually really good. And actually, shout out to uh Steven Yun who uh, was actually in the movie. This is like the first time I've seen Steven Yun, like, which it just blew my mind because this is like the first time I've seen him on screen since The Walking Dead in 2016, which was just mind blowing. So I don't know, just like that added more to the movie was actually seeing one of my favorite Walking Dead characters actually on the big screen for once, which is mind blowing. But Nope was pretty good. Jordan Peele once again kind of challenged us and kind of challenged the audience's perspective as to what a horror movie can be. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it was really, really good. And if you watch some of like the... Uh, explanation things about the movie on youtube you can actually you really get to learn a lot more about what the movie was about and stuff so it's kind of cool that's really I all like I did with his week, movies though. you kind of have to because yeah they're yes. deep <laughs> they are very deep yeah that's uh basically how my week went how about you Lindsay? my week i went to locals for the first time in forever i actually did very very well um i was undefeated until i hit a mewtwo rcs deck and just mm. completely bricked. Uh, I was playing Palkia. So it's that's like kind of an auto loss. Uh, the um, RCS Mewtwo V Union deck. I mean, like, I just don't know a world where that deck can win unless you go first and get like lucky. I mean, it's it was tough. But yeah, that was it was really fun to go to locals. I just haven't been in a really long time. Um, other than that, my best friend's birthday was yesterday. I got to spend some time with her over the weekend. What else did I do? Just been working. Just been working. I started precepting another nurse at my job, which is a nice little bonus for me, and it's it's fun. <laughs> I guess I officially got my residency graduation 
uh, like gift and like certificate. So it's like I've I've officially been a registered nurse for a little over a year now, but been in the that program for little over a year so I got my little certificate they also got like a little cute well-star stethoscope um so that was kind of a nice surprise today but yeah we're doing I mean we're just doing a lot of cool stuff at work we just started doing um bladder cancer treatments which we are like the only infusion center like in like I, I don't want to say Georgia but like in in the area like people drive like hours to come get their treatments there so we just we started doing those and I'm I'm one out of four nurses that knows how to do it at my job um so that's like really awesome. really cool it's it's so fun I won't get into the details of it medically but <laughs> but it's really interesting so that's kind of how my be- week's been um gonna hopefully talk to my manager later this week about going part-time so <laughs> good oh luck. my gosh congrats wow big yeah. for you yeah awesome. so it's it's nerve-wracking i'm trying to build up that courage but we'll get there but frank what about you what's what what have you been doing this week how's your week i have been just crazy busy (laughs) um a lot of testing for worlds for sure that's uh been doing a a couple hours a day for uh for sure i've been doing a little bit of coaching so helping other people prepare for worlds so playing a ton of pokemon um, I've been working on a YouTube video for my channel that has not gone live yet, but it's going to be the first, like the introductory video. So I've started filming some stuff for that. Um, I have about, uh, probably about an hour of footage and I'm going to film dozens more hours at world. So getting ready for that, um, helped my sister move her stuff on like a couple of days ago on a Saturday. And then, um, helped my my stepdad like clear out his house like the the house because my that's where my sister was living so helped him like after she moved out just clear it out and clean it out and do a bunch of that stuff so a lot of home renovation in my free time um got to hang out with my dad a little bit who i don't get to see all the time so that was super cool um saw my friend andrew today for for a couple hours and so it's been nice to kind of just catch up with people and, and enjoy some a little bit more free time um but then yeah a lot of that it's it's been uh, my calendar's just been booked all day of just like a couple social things and then playing a lot of pokemon trying to navigate how y'all make such amazing content trying to figure out what the secret is and learning all these different things about you know c- cameras and lighting and pixels and how to use softwares and it's it's been um a lot of that as well and um been hooked on one piece i don't know if anybody else watches anime i just like this show has like a thousand episodes and i was like i was you know screw it i started at i started watching it like before nic i think i'm like 400 something episodes in and so i've been watching uh a good bit of that i've heard one piece uh, is good yeah it's so good and i was like oh i can't watch this it's a thousand episodes i'll never (laughs) it'll never be captivating enough to to for me to want to to go through all that but oh boy was i wrong it's it's so much fun so catching up uh on on the show a little bit yeah that's a that's about it looking into um some jobs potentially that i might be interested in i'm trying to go i worked in like patient care so i i was was, like caring for patients that were on research studies um but i'm trying to get more into like the um biotechnology aspect and like do um cancer research for companies that make like um biotechnology products or like um cancer diagnostic products so like genetic sequencing and stuff like that those companies that do that i'm trying to 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 work more towards that and do more like like data e science kind of stuff and it's like uh, like patient care kind of stuff um so just uh seeing what's out there and looking if anything catches my eye um and that has um, pretty much taken up my, yeah, most of my week. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, funnily, funnily enough, funnily enough, <laughs> about uh, the learning all the different types of stuff for the content creation, um, ironically, YouTube is actually a great source. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, um, I watched a 30-minute video on um, mobile directing, and so just, like, how to use your phone camera to get um the best shots and how to like get professional looking video if you want to film on a phone 
And then um, I've been asking around like a lot of, of my friends and stuff like that that are into content creation about um, what softwares to use. And, you know, um, Andrew today taught me how to use like uh, Photoshop and, and Adobe Premiere and all this stuff. And it's, it's um, yeah, it's definitely I, I'm super grateful for all of the amazing people around me that uh, that are, are so willing to, to, to help out and stuff like that. And and um everything else i'd just be like at, when i'm not doing pokemon stuff i'm on youtube like looking up tutorials on how to do this and i, I just watched a video on like the difference between skipped lagged and dropped frames i just learned the difference between those three things because something was going wrong and i need so yeah big uh big uh fan on all the the helpful uh content out there for sure I, whenever i needed help with like learning how to use stuff to make content i always just like looked it up on youtube and stuff and they usually just have like pretty good tutorials on like what to do and stuff so yeah it's it's it's, it's uh definitely accessible which i really appreciate because content creators do make the best content <laughs> so it's easy to uh True. to get help pokemon tcg live actually might be going in a good direction so pokemon tcg live obviously has not been the most well-received game for the past you know half a year it's been out now however tbci do seem to be doing things to improve upon it and maybe listening to the player base and um actually they put out a survey earlier last week basically asking all these questions about you know what we do and don't like about pokemon tcg live so they want our feedback not only that they actually are going to be changing the way that the game looks on the in-game game board and that was one of the biggest complaints people had about live was the actual gameplay aspect itself was really not very good compared to pdcgo the game board didn't look good at all i did my own review on it i personally was not a fan of it um the tiny little cards yeah like it, it just looked really bad and it wasn't very good and they actually listen to us and they seem to be updating it and they have a new game board layout now which looks way better the bench is a lot bigger it's more like stretched out it's not as compressed and the cards themselves actually appear on the bench in full form and not just like the picture on the card which was how it was before and it just looks a lot more like cleaner now and it definitely looks way better so it's really nice that they're kind of listening to us uh, do you have any thoughts on this uh, Lindsay and frank i'd be interested to hear I'm just glad they took away those avatars. Like, <laughs> yeah, the what? Those things were crazy. Sorry, Pokemon. I you tried, but like, ooh, those needed to go. <laughs> yeah, those. I feel, yeah, uh, I feel bad too because I, it, it I could kind of tell it looked like they had spent so much time and effort on these avatars, and they really made such of them a big focal point. And then they breathed. Just like hate. Yeah, for everyone to hate them so much and for them to just scrap it, it's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> they were no. breathing. Mm -hmm. was there like, they were like looking into your soul. <laughs> you compare that to the Pokemon Unite avatars too, and it's like, how is it? Well, it, it's, you ask like, oh, how is this so, such a miss when you have like something that's working so well? But, you know, it, it's, I, it, I'm sure in the inner workings of the Pokemon company, there's a whole completely different group that's dedicated to one thing that doesn't even touch yeah. the other. And so it's just like, but you have a product that that is is doing super well in the in the um, the field of of avatar playability, I guess. And you know, it's just this looks nothing like that, and is terrible. We just like don't yeah. need it. We just like don't. Yeah, the avatars I'm, are so bad. <laughs> I'm really yeah. glad that they opened up the survey though, because I felt like the only feedback they were getting were from like the bigger content creators and like like mm -hmm. LDF people like you and like you know um, Mahone, Tricky Jim. Um, I feel like that was kind of really the only feedback they were getting. So I'm glad that they kind of mm -hmm. opened up that floor to the majority of people who play and kind of get their opinions on that. So I think that that was a really good, um, a really good thing. It, it shows that they actually care, like, you know, opening up that survey, um, letting people submit their responses. And I think that that was really cool. I hope the survey really opens a lot of people's eyes that are on the, the product design team for PTCG Live because... For me, like, you know, I got a lot of my my PTCG Live opinion consumption just like through my Twitter feed and social media. But one thing that I sometimes fail to realize is like I have curated uh, a social media feed that is specifically centered around like me and what I, I do, which is like play Pokemon highly competitively. So I'm only getting the opinions and the, the feedback of people that are, you know, playing Pokemon at, at like a super high competitive level whereas like the player base for ptcg live is just you know anyone and everyone who who likes pokemon so i don't know i'm hoping that everyone's opinions are, are consistent and and like they agree with like whatever the 
you know, highly competitive people who travel for Pokemon tournaments think as well because it, it affects them. And I don't know if the the people in charge of designing PTCG Live took all of those opinions or all could see all these opinions first of all. Um, because to me, it felt like they were everywhere, but that's mm-hmm. just because I, I put myself in that space. Like, I don't know if you know people at PTCG Live Design were seeing this, and I don't know if you know they were if they were were agreeing that it was like an accurate representation of everyone that they're trying to serve with this app so i'm hoping what the survey does is like kind of confirm that for them and just like give them a way to see what people actually think and if the game board redesign i i definitely think it's better i don't think it's like (laughs) as good as it could be like your pokemon like pokemon is the largest franchise of i don't even know how long since they've you know in the last like 20 30 years of just you know what they do pokemon is everywhere with people of every every age and so you know for you to to put out a product that is just like okay like i would expect it to be the most you know breathtaking thing um so my my expectations i, I think are so low with what the first beta te- the the release of ptcg live that like this game board's you know i don't want to say it's good but it's it's better but mm-hmm. i you know i hope that the end product is something that is really um kind of kind of breathtaking because uh, you know it's pokemon i feel like has so many so much money and so many resources that they could they could do that uh, just I, absolutely I hope they, yeah yeah they're literally one of the biggest franchises in, on the planet and the fact that tcg live was just so like bad it's just like kind of mind-blowing but i i agree with you on that one basically with like my opinion and i hope that everyone's opinion is consistent i think the majority of people really are not a fan of live i honestly think like mahone's video he posted on that um, I think really kind of opened like the floodgates for like everyone to be like, yeah, okay, this is definitely not a great game when compared to TCGO. And uh, I kind of agree. I think the game board is definitely an upgrade. It's a step in the right direction, but I don't think it's, you know, quite there yet. There's it's still a long way to go, in my opinion, for the game to be like that good. But it's definitely like good that they're listening and they're taking this feedback with the survey and they're actually changing the look of the game, which is something that like I didn't know if they were actually going to do that. Because a lot of the a lot of the main consensus was just scrap the game and then just start over or just like ditch it completely, hire a new dev team. So the fact they're actually like making these like pretty like critical changes is very good. I really hope they keep it up if they're gonna want this game to succeed. I feel like they've probably been working on it for so long. Like I can't imagine how long that they've been working on it. I've um, heard it's been since like twenty nineteen. I heard that they it had been since like um like since tag teams were a thing that they you yep. know and so with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For them, I, I'm sure there's so much that went in on the back end of like non-visually aesthetic mm-hmm. things that, that require it to function. That to just scrap it and start over, you know, would would maybe be silly. And that just like a lot of the, the issues and a lot of the problems that people see are, are more of like a front end, like visual, you know, aesthetics kind of thing. So maybe those will be easier to fix in like six months and all the backend code and stuff that they had to write to actually make the game function, um, you know, would be a waste to throw out. So I'm, I'm hoping that it, it, it turns into a, a, you know, a stunning final product. And I don't think Pokemon would, would put something out that was ugly and, you know, people didn't want because, yeah. you know, if, if, I feel like if they're going to do something, they, 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 you know, I mean, look at a, look at a, re- a stream at a regional or at a, at a international, right? The production value of those is just insane, and it's it just for really something is. that like uh-huh. a thousand, two thousand people are going to watch. You know, this is an app that will hopefully get millions of downloads, and so like mm-hmm. you know, so I, I I don't see them releasing something that that isn't uh, enjoyable for sure. Yeah, really well said. I'm glad we brought this up. I'm glad we could. I'm glad we could talk about this. And if y'all listening, if you yeah. haven't filled out the survey, go fill it out. Let your let your voice be heard. They're opening that gate, so let's let's march on through. So we are now going to be doing the Guess That Pokemon segment of the podcast here. So shout out to PokeXWord for their Guess That Pokemon challenge. And uh, this week it's actually going to be me versus Frank. So me and Frank are going to be guessing the Pokemon that Lindsay is going to be describing to us. And we're going to see which one of us can guess the Pokemon correctly. Frank, LDF, are you guys ready? 
So yeah. you guys oh, will yeah. each get one guess per hint that I give you. Okay, you have a minute each. Um, so whoever whoever does your little buzzer, you can guess first. Okay. Your first hint, which is how many letters are in the Pokemon's name, is it is nine letters. Ooh, nine. Okay. This is like the hardest part because you gotta yeah. like you gotta think which, of Pokemon. That's yeah. Oh yeah. Which I guess okay. technically that's not really like the hint. Like we'll just say okay, that has nine letters, right? Um, yeah. So your your actual first hint is gonna be hint number one is Generation Three. So it's nine, right? Okay. Can I guess? Can I guess? Go ahead. Gardevoir. Good guess, but incorrect. Is it Metagross? Good guess. But incorrect. Good guesses. Good oh, guesses. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Not bad, not bad. So, okay. hit number two. So, LDF, you were kind of, kind of getting there. Your hit number two, it is a steel type. Steel type. I'm trying to think. Am I going through, like, Steven's team or whatever from Ruby and oh, Sapphire man. to kind of see what I'm, steels are? I'm so bad at this game. I, like, I don't know. I know. It's, it's hard. I don't it's know. hard. I, I barely know mm -hmm. how to spell, let alone... <laughs> <laughs> um... If we want to go ahead and go to hint three, y'all just say the word. Oh no, I gotta, I gotta think of my my steel type. Um, There's not that many in Gen three. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, that's why I'm like I'm going through like Steven's team right now. I'm like thinking like, okay, what is there? Yeah, that's why so Metagross, Metagross was, was, a, was, probably, a, good, yeah, was Meta, a good guess. Yeah, yeah, Metagross oh, man, off the table. Mm. Oh, um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like one, two, three, four. <laughs> oh my god, six! All right. <laughs> Yeah, I was um, thinking that one too. I think I know which one you're talking about. Okay, so uh, yeah. it is time for hit number three. So you're gonna get hit number three. Okay. So and and this is yeah. the flavor text from the Pokedex. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tempered by pressure underground over tens of thousands of years, its body cannot be scratched. Oh. <laughs> Boop buzzer. <laughs> is it Registeel? It is Registeel! Oh, hey. oh, wow, that's a good one. Yeah, it is Registeel. Oh, legendary. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, Registeel. Okay, so that was this week's Guess That Pokemon. So again, thank you, PokeX Word, for these awesome, fun puzzles. And so let's just move right along to like the, the meat and potatoes of the podcast, which is all about Frank here. So Frank, we have a ton. We have, I have so many questions. <laughs> we have so many yeah. questions for you. I got so many answers. Let's go. <laughs> Honestly, I wanted so let's let's start things off here. So you we were just talking about content creation with you, Frank. Um, so what kind of got you into wanting to create content? Because I've seen you streaming on Twitch a few times. I know I rated you and all that good stuff. So Yeah, um, that was so lit. So I appreciate that a lot. Actually. <laughs> no worries, no worries. You both did. And mm -hmm. drop that Twitch handle too. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash steak Frank. S-T-E-A-K-F-R-A-N-K. Steak Frank. So yeah, do you want to kind of like tell us like what got you into wanting to create content? Because I think it's pretty awesome to see like a player such as yourself now kind of diving into the content creation kind of stratosphere. Yeah, I, so I've actually always been somewhat interested in creating content because I really like to teach a lot. Um, when at my my most recent job, I gave a lot, a lot of like educational seminars for our team and. Um, when I was in school, when I was in college, I actually like in my my fifth year uh, in school, like taught uh, an undergraduate lecture, and um, I do coaching and stuff like that. Um, so it's I, I really enjoy helping people learn, and so I've always wanted to make content focused on helping people learn not only how to play the game, but how to um, play the game better. And also just like what the lifestyle of somebody who, um, you know, travels the world to play Pokemon is like and like what, it, you know, what, it, what it's like, like in 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 my life. And I because I, I like to to share those sort of things and help people, you know, understand that. So I've always wanted to do that uh, through content creation, but I've always been kind of timid because I feel like I have a certain vision and if that I didn't turn out the way I wanted it to or like I wanted to make a video and it didn't look how I wanted it to or, or something like that I, I would um I don't know I would I wouldn't uh enjoy doing it or I wouldn't like appreciate it but and all you know also life in general is just you know gets in the way of, of you want to dedicate so much time and hours to something to make it perfect and it's like you know 
the rest of your life makes it so you don't have enough time to do that. And so um, I've reached a point in my life where there's just so much revolving around Pokemon for me right now. This is a big year um, competitively, as I'm sure we'll talk about later. I just got a, a really cool sponsorship that hopefully, you know, will attract a, um, a lot of people to me and what I'm doing. And I I have some more time on my hands. And so I told myself, like, if not now, then there will never be a time. And so I decided to take the plunge because I wanted to do YouTube for a long time because I've been really into filmmaking. And then the Twitch thing was just like, it's something I've actually tried on and off again, like two or three times that just like never really stuck. But this time around, I it was actually funny because it was something that I wasn't like planning on doing. Um, I just really wanted to do the YouTube thing and 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 uh, and coach and and uh, um, just play. But um, one day I just had a bunch of free time. I knew a little bit of how to navigate Twitch, and so I was like, oh, you know, because I'd done it a couple times before. So I was like, why don't I just stream on Twitch today? And uh, I did, and. It went really well, and I had so much fun, and I was like, "Oh, I, I should just do this more." And so now it's—I'm about three weeks in. I've done uh, quite a couple of streams here, probably like, um, like six or seven streams now, and uh, I, I love it. I'm, I think I'm gonna keep doing it. It's—it's so—it's so much fun and so enjoyable. And um, when I finally learned how to do like what I wanted to do, and I sat down and I kind of studied of like what, you know, how to put to stream production together, uh, it just uh, was a lot easier than I thought, and. Um, a lot more more fun than I expected too, and so um, now I'm really gonna kind of ride the wave and and take it as far as I can. Streaming is a ton of fun, and obviously, you know, I think maybe like there's a difference, but like a difference between creating streaming and like also making YouTube content. YouTube content you can obviously like pre-record, but YouTube can be more challenging than Twitch for a lot of people, and I know um, that can definitely be a thing. So I'd be excited to see you on YouTube. I know you actually, I think you were talking earlier about you have a few YouTube videos that you might be posting soon. Yeah, it, it, it's it might be a while. Like it might not be for another month. Um, because you know with Twitch and everything like that, you do it all live, and it's it's not so much of a production. So I want to use, um, Twitch to kind of you know have fun and hang out with people, and you know um get in, in touch with the community and kind of like you know um create more of a presence of myself and kind of let people into to my personality, and then um I want to use time on YouTube to really um explore creating art i guess and so like a lot of the videos i'm working on are requiring like a lot of different uh interviews with people and shots and like different things that i'm trying to plan and like you know really really um you know hours and hours of editing because i want to create a resource for people that um they can go back to and, and use as like a tool to get better at pokemon and so i want to spend a lot of time and effort and in, in, in high production. So those, those are going to take hours and hours and hours and hours and, and lots of different. Uh, so one is I, I'm working hopefully on kind of like a how to play video. One is going to be kind of a channel introduction about me, like a little documentary style about, you know, me and my relationship with Pokemon. And then um, uh, probably going to vlog a little bit at World. So, like a couple of things that I have planned that are 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 really um, just going to take a, a lot of time and effort because I, I want to have something that I can and give to people in the Pokemon community because I've I've gained much from it, right? Yeah, just kind of talking like some about the the content creation side of things. So, what can you tell us about this new sponsorship you got? Like, what can you tell us about the new team, Rare Candy, and kind of how that all came together? Yeah, oh, it's a great story, actually. It's a really good story, so I'm super excited to tell it. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't actually talked about it yet, so this is going to be a... Ooh, yeah. This is going to be a... Uh, uh, I've been dying to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I haven't talked about it uh, Get really it here first. <laughs> so um, it's funny. The timing of everything seemed very opportune. What had happened was Leonhardt had tweeted out one day that he wanted to potentially make some sort of team around Pokemon. And if you were interested in what that looked like or wanted more info to fill out a form. And I don't know. I didn't have any intentions of like, I actually really didn't want to be on a team because <laughs> I've been on, you know, I've been competing and traveling. Inter I've traveled internationally for Pokemon since 2018. And a lot of that time 
has been between different teams and organizations and sponsorships. And it's never been for me um, because I just feel like Pokemon, where people and where sponsors want Pokemon to be as like an eSport, it's not feasible. And so when you try to create or or treat a Pokemon team like a Cloud9 or like a professional eSport, it... Uh, it never turns out the way you want. So I've always you know, not been a huge fan of teams in Pokemon. But I did want to know more. So I was like, oh, I'll fill out this form. <laughs> and it was a couple months later. It was probably February, early March. It was actually probably like early to mid-March. I had heard back from, from Lee and um, was just like, yeah, I got your application. I would love to talk to you and hear more about you and this and this and that. And I was like, oh, cool. I totally forgot I even filled this out. <laughs> and, um, and we got on a call and chit-chatted, and he was telling me about you know his vision and his idea for the team. And uh, we really kind of agreed that we had a mutual goal and wanting to um, provide something for the Pokemon community, the competitive Pokemon community, um, and try and help grow Pokemon trading cards as a, a game. And that's always really what I've wanted to do. Like I really wanted to help people like learn how to play and, and just grow Pokemon like as a, as a game and hobby and, you know, uh, the tabletop sport. And, um, we had a had this kind of mutual desire to do that and so i really hopped on board pretty quickly of just like oh yeah you know this sounds great um whatever you know whatever your vision is like i'm i'm you know you know captain i'm 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 aboard and so we had nothing official at that point in time it was just we had kind of like gotten along and, and understood that we had like this mutual interest but nothing like had official had happened so this is in march this is also right before I'm leaving for EUIC. So the whole EUIC stuff like hadn't even happened yet when we're having conversations. And ironically, I actually was not planning on going to EUIC this year, but was like heavily, heavily convinced. I was like, I can't do it. I'm not going. Um, it's not worth the money. Like, da, da, da. like I, I was just like, it. and then my friend Hunter, like, talked me into it for like a week and i was like fine i'm going i was like screw it like i I, pl- I spent a lot of time like planning out the finances and the logistics of of it and uh got talked into going to europe and then i go to europe and so the last message that lee had sent to me um leonhart was uh you know uh i know you're going to europe this week we, you know we had talked about it and he's like good luck i'll be watching and I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> and I go there and I get second, second at the first international tournament that Pokemon's hosted in two years. And it was crazy. And so I can't, you know, I, everything at that point had really started blowing up for me. Um, as for, you know, a lot of like, you know, t- things on Twitter. And I had started to get a little bit more of a following than I'd already had. It's like, I kind of bought myself some some relevancy again in pokemon because we'd have been away for so long and um had really i mean that you know if you watch the commentary on that that was really like my my crowning um finish because i'd only had other like one other top eight before that and a lot of top 16s and stuff and so that was just the, like everything had reached an apex at that point and um when i got back and actually <laughs> before the day of the tournament he's like hey man great job like, it's so crazy to see you on the stage he had told me and uh and I was like, wow, everything's really lining up for me with all this. And um, so we had gotten back and had chit-chatted. We had another conversation. And um, I, I just like made, you know, I, I really put myself right on the stage in the middle of this Pokemon production. And so by, I, th- I think we had chatted one more time and I'd officially been selected to be part of the team and chosen to participate uh, I think I signed everything in like May. So this had been something planning that was in the while. works for like two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 a lot of planning for a while. I um, no idea. Yeah, and so uh, he had told me um, about the the other members that he was talking about. Drew had actually signed before I did, and you know I got along with all of them well. Like Caleb and I had been on a team together already, and then May it had actually been official. And we were just 
waited for the jerseys to get made that you can see in the video and then for the video to actually get um, filmed and edited and then uh, then the the announcement came uh, like last month so uh, yeah it's been it's been in motion since in like March so it's it's mm-hmm. been it's been a journey so far too but I'm excited that it's all out there and official and announced and you wearing my jersey at world and stuff yeah, we are definitely very excited for you. I mean, that's that's all like it, it. That's so incredible, and I think that they obviously made a really good decision, and especially with you one being so good at the game, but then two, uh, which kind of leads us into like the, kind of the next little topic or next question is, you are kind of like the pioneer of so many of these like. I, uh, like I don't even know when to call them like rogue decks because then like they they blew up afterwards and they're no longer rogue. Like I know it started. I'd first heard your name and learned about you after the um, the Brilliant Stars five k. Was it a five k at Full Grip um, where you did yeah, the Arceus yeah. Flygon? Flygon. A lot of people forget <laughs> about that one. I, I was yeah. one of my favorite. Decks Never forget. Too. That was a cool one. Yeah. That, like, Arceus Beedrill. I think it had didn't it have like Sanaconda in it. Yeah, that was actually it was, so. It was really cool, and so Arc. It was the first Arc B drill deck, and I feel like, uh, you know, Arc B drill became its own archetype. Really, all and I, I try not to like, um, take credit that you know I obviously don't deserve, or even if I do think I you know deserve more credit somewhere, I try to be humble in that. But yeah, I really was the first one to put Arc B drill together. Um, because I thought those cards just there was this ability to search your deck for two cards, and everyone, you know, was thinking of all these different ways to use it. And uh, Beedrill was just such a good card at the time, but it was just so unfeasible to use. And you could, I think you might have had a video, and I know Andrew had a video before. Yeah, Andrew like, had like three of them, I think. Cocoonas. There was cocoonas in the decks and rare candies, and I was just like, use the Starbirth to to get our hand to zero. And um, that was kind of, and actually, my deck building partner and one of my really good friends, Hunter, um, had sent me um, ideas for like Arc Beedrill Flygon boxes, or not even Flygon, but just Arc Beedrill boxes. And one of them had Flygon in it, but they had like five different types of energy, and there was mm-hmm. some dark stuff because Mew was obviously out, and yeah. Maltrays, and you know this and this and that. And I, I kind of just like simplified it, and I was like, what if we just played? grass and fighting and then just did drill and, and flag on and made it a little bit simpler and then put the chromatics and stuff in it, it was a process for sure but there was like time to to do that but yeah that's a de- that was like the first deck from this um year this like rotation that um i had kind of worked on but i i've always really liked making those kind of decks um yeah and like i know the whimsicott deck which you got second at, at uh the euic with as well and so like i kind of want to know like what what can you really tell us about your deck building process and like what like w- yeah what's going on there yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's it's funny because i i don't like i i try to play stuff that's that's unique and fun mm-hmm. but i also i it's not a necessity for me like I, there have been like, especially when there were still like league cups and challenges and things like that, or like locals. Like I'll pull up to my locals and just play like Palkia or Arceus Intelligent. Like that's, I don't, I don't have to be that person. Um, and like there's, if you look at my tournament history, like you know, in my my kind of breakout season in 2018, I played a lot of Gardevoir GX, which was like the very you know dominant like tier one deck at the time. And so it's not something that I like. I have to be doing this or I feel a need to do this. It's just that I like to try and see how far I can explore the format and thing mm-hmm. and just look at ideas that are unexplored or come up with new ideas that haven't been thought of yet and are unique. That's how I choose to spend my time testing and practicing and playing Pokemon is playing and entertaining ideas that could potentially be groundbreaking. And um, sometimes they, I, I find something um, that I feel comfortable with and decide that it's the best play. Um, like I want to find way, you know, is there, is there something out there that's better than if, if Palkia V-Star, for example, 
is the best deck in format right now? Is there something better than that? Or is there something more suited to win the tournament? Or is there a surprise deck that... Is there something that people aren't thinking of or something they haven't figured out? I like to to get in the lab and, like, find it. And um, sometimes in the case of Whimsicott, you figure it out and you find it and it does well. Other times you find it and you think you figured it out and you were wrong. <laughs> Sometimes you find it, you figure it out, and it, it it was good, but you didn't pilot it well enough. And then other times it's, you know, sometimes I, I just like, oh, all right, I'll play Palkia. Um, or I'll play Arceus. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't figure it out. Um, but I I don't know. I feel like people don't spend enough time. And it, it, it's tough, too, because, like, you know, you only have so much time to prepare for a tournament. And so a lot of people are are not you know don't want to put in the time and effort it takes to to you know dig up what what's going to be uh, a fun unique new idea or they just want to say that the format's been explored there's nothing new out there and just you know practice what's already there but I I I just I find an idea and I take it as far as I can and try not to give up on it and sometimes realize it's just you know it can't beat this or it's just not the best deck or can't do what i'm trying to get it to do and then i move on to the next idea um and yeah that's how these decks come about i think um this yeah this year alone there was the arceus flagon then there was um sylveon no one was really playing sylveon and i kind of put uh played was played sylveon at a full grip tournament and then that deck kind of blew up a little bit and um then it was uh then it was whimsicott and then it was uh, Ice Rider Arche- Palkia. Ice Rider Palkia yeah. Viveral. And yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I just have these ideas that I think could be good. And I spend so much time just chiseling away until there's something there that is um, is winnable. And like the Ice Rider deck, um, you know, it started out as just this small idea. It was just like, I think Ice Rider's a good card. I think it's really mm-hmm. good to do... 280 damage right now because the best two decks have 280 hp so you know let's let's start there and then it became a question of okay the intellion line in this deck is is, um a little too takes up too much space for me i want more stuff so let's uh narrow it down to a barrel and put four trekking shoes in there for for draw yeah oh roxanne exists yeah yeah and so then then it, it yeah exactly then it came to a point of Oh, I can't uh, afford to play Melanie every turn. Well, what if we used a Palky V Star in here? And then it was like, well, if my one Palky V Star can't get set up, I keep losing games. So what if we tried two in there? And then, mm-hmm. um, eventually, and then you know, it's like, oh well, we can't beat Mew. So what if I uh, threw three Path of the Peak in the deck and took these three cards out? And oh, I couldn't beat uh, Regigigas now. So what if we took uh, this card out and put a Collapse Stadium in? And, and, and event, it's just, you play so many games and you try out so many things. And Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, it just starts with this one simple core idea of this card is good or this interaction is good. And then you just, you, it's, it's like a block of stone and you just chisel away at it until it's a, a deck that you can bring to a tournament. And that just requires just so much time and effort and um, knowing when to, to kind of, to give it up and move on. And that's just something that I've always enjoyed the most about Pokemon and always been interested in. Um, and so it's something that I've gotten pretty good at, I think. Yeah, and that kind of, like, is that kind of like what your world's, like, prep or, like, regional prep or international prep, is that kind of like what you do is just kind of have your deck idea and then j- just play so many games kind of chiseled away? Yeah, so I like to always have a plan B. So I, I'll never start exploring something uh, a little off base and unless I have a deck that's, if I can't find something better, I'm going to play this deck. So if I have that, that's when we start exploring more stuff. So for, for Worlds, for instance, um, Ice Rider Palkia is still a 
great deck. And mm-hmm. it's a deck that I am comfortable with. I've got a ton of games in with. I've had success with. I have a top 32 and a top 128 at an IC with it. So it's a deck that I'm perfectly comfortable playing this at the World Championships. So now all of my time is going to be spent um, exploring cards and ideas and finding things that are good. And if uh, you follow me on, on Twitter at all or, or had tuned in to the Twitch stream, like you'll see me playing stuff that's kind of offbeat. And so the first card I really wanted to work with for Worlds was Galarian Weezing. Because I think Galarian Weezing is really good. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's such a good card that it just like there's a couple things wrong with it. Or not wrong with it, but there's a couple of places where the current decks revolving around Weezing or the way that you'd think to build Weezing or the way that we've historically built around Weezing. Um, there are certain aspects in the format that you you need to to adhere to that the the way that we've built it in the past doesn't. And so instead of throwing it away, well, let's dig it back up and see if we can change it around enough to meet the needs of what it takes to win in this format. And so Weezing is great because we're so ability reliant right now especially with uh inteleon being the main engine in a lot of decks and there not being a lot of raw draw support you know mm-hmm. decks aren't playing for research for marnie anymore so if you can turn off abilities that's just so good right now and especially so with I, turbo I decks so potential. too yeah mm-hmm. exactly oh, yeah. so i i see so much potential in this card but what's wrong right now is that there it doesn't do a lot of damage yeah. um and decks like Arceus and Palkia need to evolve into two attachments and knock and they knock you out. And so turning off their abilities sometimes isn't enough. You need to do that, but you also need to be able to trade blows with them. So then it becomes a question of, well, what card can reliably do that? So it started out with um, just Crobat. So I was like, okay, Crobat VMAX does 70 damage and leaves you poisoned and then promotes the Weezing, so you shut off their abilities. So, you know, that was the first thing that I'd kind of tried out with it, but, um, you know, it still wasn't doing enough damage. So then I tried um, Samurott, and then Samurott was doing... It was cool because you could poison them for 40 and then do, with a choice belt, 250 damage, which was 290, and then they couldn't knock you out in return. And then you used your V-Star ability, and you put another 4 damage on them, and you did 290 again. But then there was really nothing to take that third knockout, so then I put a char- Radiant Charizard in the deck, but then it started to get, you know, your f- fire energy and dark energy, like, synergize, synergize well enough, and Pathrock's hand really got you, and you started attacking with so many things that weren't the wheezing, and then you, the whole ability lock part of your deck kind of started to fall off, and, you know, I, I still I still haven't cracked it yet. But that that's kind of the, the process that goes into to creating a deck. And so that's just like one example of this deck that I had been working on or trying things with and kind of how I've, I've come to the conclusions or how kind of a deck gets made is just through a lot of like knowing what the needs of the format are to, to win and finding a way to, to fit them with a card or strategy or, or card interaction that you know is good. Um, and it's, 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 it's definitely a skill is just figuring out like, why is this card so good or why is this card this underexplored card like is it good and like why you know how do i know that Weezing's good and it's just you know based on seeing the format and just having played in so many different formats and just like knowing you know what is exploitable about them and right now it's just how reliant we are in abilities it's definitely a process for sure but that's uh that's really what my my world's prep is like um and yeah. then at the end of the day if i spend six weeks testing Weezing and what else did I test? I tested Lucario V-Star. Mm. That's another card I could talk about for 10 more minutes <laughs> about why I think that card is uh, is underexplored. And um, Radiant Charizard, which is a great card that I think a lot of people have been trying to figure out how to use best. So a lot of my, my testing has just been figuring out how to use these cards that I think are, are underutilized or I think explored enough yet. And then if, if I, I don't find anything that I think can win the World Championships... Uh, we'll just be we'll be playing Ice Rider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like the yeah. fact that you have a backup deck too. Um, I think that's a good idea, and I think a lot of people will try to go like all gas into one deck, and then you know when it doesn't work, you're like, oh well, yeah. not feeling yeah. great about it. Um, yeah, all that was it, really really interesting. That was a good little in depth kind of kind of look into your deck building process. 
Yeah, it's definitely a process that required a lot of failure to 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 refine. Yeah, a lot of trial and error. Set your set your ego aside, I guess. Of like, it it can be hard to. We kind of talked a little bit about like the mental health aspect of it on episode one, but like you just, mm-hmm. you have to kind of like put aside some of that. Um, the failure, I guess, and like be okay with that. Know that like you will find something, you will get something, but like it's you know it's not you're not going to build the BDIF first first sixty that you you write down. Yeah, and like I said, you, you know you can't win you can't win every every tournament either. So it's you know sometimes I uh, I'll go to a tournament and uh, you know I might like Indianapolis Regionals. I just played Whimsicott again, and I it was a deck I was comfortable with, and I didn't do as well with it. Which is ironic, is that you know just coming off of getting second at a huge tournament and then going mm-hmm. to another tournament, not even qualifying for day two with it, um, you know it's uh, I spent so much time and energy getting ready for for Europe that it, I th- it was okay to just play the same deck again and not you know spend all this time um, this limited time that I have in between these tournaments you know trying to make a a whole other deck because I'd already made <laughs> a flag on and then I had made deck and and it's uh it's it's definitely you know okay and i think the the best thing um advice i could give about going into a tournament or deck selection is to just play what you are comfortable with because that is always at the end of the day uh what you will pilot the best Absolutely. i agree yeah i think it was interesting that you uh played whimsicott to uh euic because i mean the deck did really well i think one of the big things was was that urshifu at the time i think was like really like that was where urshifu was like really popping right like everyone was on urshifu at euic right it was kind of yeah. like a big deck it, right urshifu was kind of like the secret deck which um which is funny because like whimsicott really was just like the perfect storm uh, <laughs> you know it, it was only going to do well for one and that's kind of why i played it there and um the the thought process was that um and this is another aspect of like deck selection. And when it comes to deck building, like if you're trying to create this new archetype that will succeed, you also have to be super in touch with the meta. Like I have to have like a a general idea of like what everybody is gonna play because you have to know what you need to beat, right? Yeah. Um, and so that social um, engineering that you have to do to just like figure out like what is gonna be at the tournament is like a whole other thing so not only am i like testing these decks and like trying to refine these ideas but i'm also just like messaging people that are competing or messaging my friends and what did you hear about this deck or like have you tried this card and it's like it's 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 a lot of that as well and so i had gotten the sense that a lot the a lot of the urshifu that would be there or a lot of the top players that would be there would be playing urshifu and so i knew that the hardest people to beat and the hardest, yeah, the hardest people to beat would be playing this deck that was weak to Psychic. And so it's like, okay, well, let me find a deck that I can, can handle um, Mew and Arceus, because those are also going to be those are going to be the two most popular decks among the general population of tournament competitors. So let me just be able to like be better than my opponent that is playing Mew and playing Arceus, and have you know a knowledge of the matchup when they've probably never tested against Whimsicott, and know it like the back of my hand and be able to beat them. And then when I play these players who can, are probably better than me, like more skilled players than I am, or, you know, can come up with a, a, a strategy on the fly because they're so skilled, let me make sure my deck just is impossible for them to beat. And for, for Urshifu to beat Whimsicott, it's pretty tough. Because yeah. Sama was able to pull it off somehow. But I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll get that. That's, that's a story for how how many um, how many of the of the grabs and the 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 looking like the what is what is this card what does it do how many of yeah, that did like, you get it was like <laughs> there was a lot of because the deck like existed like people knew it was a deck but they just didn't think they would ever be playing it at a serious tournament and so there was like a lot of i would flip my card over and there'd be like a surprise of like they're actually playing that at a, mm-hmm. at a at this tournament and then there'd be like when it came to the upper rounds and realizing like what was happening, there would just be a lot of like sighs of just like, oh my gosh, I can't like this is so stupid. Like this is like, like I can't believe I, and, I can't believe. And I Frank's like, um, to, co- the cotton fluff like, you know? <laughs> or like fluff gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Was that was another a great example of just a card that um, 
was really underexplored and really, you know it had a lot of stuff going for it like with the exp shares and the um mm-hmm. the the v star ability was super good and everybody really didn't realize how good that card was too um yeah it was kind of yeah. like cool to see that card kind of like become like people said it was the worst v star and then all of a sudden it became like a pretty like good top tier deck i think people yeah, are just so strong about too. their opinions sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and I I can't take all of the credit either because like I, I've been talking about a lot of these that I've I've worked on and I've mentioned like some people, but the other thing is like you know you can't like I don't have I'm one person like I don't have the time to explore every single card that might be good and try it in combination with all of these different engines and and cards and test all these matchups and see if it beats everything like it really takes a, a village too and and um. You know, the Whimsicott deck really came to fruition. Like, there was a player... It, it had won an online tournament. It got on, like, 8-1-1 in an online tournament. Mm-hmm. And I had sent it in a group chat, and I was like, hey, did you see that Whimsicott V-Star won this online tournament with 80 people? And everyone's like, yeah, it was a fluke. Like, it's just online. It's not serious. Like, it's, you know, whatever. And then... Um, and then no one heard partner, from Frank for, for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually... <laughs> Um, my main testing partner for EYC really was uh, Cyrus Davis, and um, they are um, from Canada, and f- yeah. ironically I work at you know work at uh, and with Atlas Collectibles, one of the sponsors. Yeah, they um, are really TSS twelve. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so um, um, we had actually never met, or we we had met in yeah. in person before, but we had never. Hung out or talked or anything. Um, we we chit chatted, but we weren't like we weren't like well acquainted. Um, and I I just saw that they were going to USC, and I was like, I really need someone to test with because my main testing partner and deck builder Hunter Butler did missed registration, so Hunter wasn't really playing. So I was like, I need a I need like a I need a ride or die for this one. And so I reached out to a couple of people, but uh, Cyrus and I really um, hit it off and spent time testing and. Um, Funny enough, we hadn't talked in quite a few days, and I had just been toying with the idea of Whimsicott when Cyrus they um won't, like got second at their at a tournament at Atlas Collectibles um with Whimsicott, and I was like, I was there. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, Whimsicott V Star, and they were like, yeah, and I was like, but wait, I think blah 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 blah, and chit chatted and went back and forth. And kind of independently tested this deck a bunch, and I, I played. I did most of my testing after that on ladder. I would I would ladder for like <laughs> two three hours a day after work. I'd be up till like like one a.m. Um, just laddering with Whimsicott, and I was like, okay, this card stunk. Like, let me take this out. Oh, you know, I need a um, ordinary rod. Okay, so you know, you only need this many energy. Like, you know, looking as it was picking up hype online as well. Looking what other people were doing with their list and. The first thing that really went in there was a crowbat. I was like, this needs a, a draw, like this needs a more gas. And I was like, okay, one crowbat. And just making these like, you know, changes to to kind of like refine the deck. Because it wasn't good when when people excuse me, when people um first started playing and it first came out. It wasn't I don't think it could have won a tournament, uh a major tournament like EUIC, but I knew that if I spent time on it and refined it, it it, it had a lot of potential. And so um Cyrus I went back and forth a lot um, and eventually was just like, hey, Cyrus said, you know, um, so-and-so and I were talking. I can't remember who they had talked to, unfortunately, um, or I would shout them out, but, you know, said to add EXP share in the deck. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we did that, it was broken <laughs> because the problem the deck had is you had to chain Raihan at a, like a specific point in time to keep up tempo um, and to chain, mm-hmm. like to be able to attack every turn. And you only played two Raihan on and no way to search it out and so if you ever you whiffed Raihan on the crucial turn it was like the game was over and uh exp share like fixed all of that and uh i think that just goes to show like how many different um outlets and just like all the things that that have to happen and people that are involved um to make a deck like that work and i've been on the end where i'm the one standing up on stage with the trophy and i've been on the end where i'm uh, who finished top 32 and is cheering my friend on in, in top eight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely, uh, 
it would be it would be um, unfair for me to take all the credit for 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 any of the decks that I am known for or do well with or 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 get uh, uh, credit for it for sure. All right, but yeah, I think that'll wrap things up here. Uh, once again, big thank you to Frank for coming on the pod this episode. Yes. It was awesome to yeah, it was really awesome to kind of hear your like you know kind of thought process when building a deck and getting ready for a tournament. It was really cool to kind of see the backstory of like some of your most like popular creations this season with like the Beedrill deck and Whimsicott was a big one because that was like a huge, huge deck to kind of pop out of EUIC and it was awesome to see you get second with it. So yeah, big congrats to that. And uh, yeah, it was really cool to kind of hear your thought process on uh, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I can, I can talk for sure. <laughs> like I, I definitely, <laughs> I feel like sometimes I just like get a question prompt and I just it leads off into this big tangent. So uh, that's what makes for good podcasts. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Good. I, I definitely hope there's uh, some enjoyable information that everybody can, can get out of what I said for sure. Yeah, this is definitely, it's going to be hard to top this one. I mean, with a, I mean, sure. yeah, th thank you again for coming on, Frank. You were the absolute perfect first guest the most amazing first guest that we could even ask for here on the shuffle pod. And it, again, it just kind of recap what LDF said. Like it's, it was just really interesting to hear your thought process behind all of that. And it, it actually really motivated me to, to want to start kind of getting more creative with those uh, deck building stuff. And I'm actually got me kind of excited to, to play the game. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. After that's... this pod, yeah. After this pod, I'm gonna hop on PECGO and like, just try to Go build get the, some deck. Yeah. Get the lab code yeah. out. I'm just gonna. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, like I was saying too, like uh, it, it takes a village sometimes. So if you ever uh, have any questions about it, an idea you're trying it out or whatever, shoot me a message because I love to chit chat about stuff too. And I, uh, yeah, I'm super honored to be to be the first guest. That means so much to me. And and like I said, the, the shuffle squad and 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 both of you, especially, just you know, I have a really special place in in my heart for sure. So any anything that I can ever do, um, I'm I'm super super happy to be here it's, it was such an enjoyable experience for me being on the podcast genuinely so so absolutely of course yeah happy to have you on maybe uh maybe down the road we can have you on again for sure i i mean i'm open to it if you're open to anytime it. anytime you y'all you know maybe down the road y'all can see you we talked about a lot today. So before we officially head off here, Frank, please, please plug all your social medias. And if you're not following Frank on these social medias, what are you doing? Um, yeah, please follow me on Twitter at uh, SteakFrank, uh, S-T-E-A-K, Frank. Any type of um, idea or cool thing I'm working on or a joke, I'm pretty funny, uh, so anything uh interesting in the world of competitive pokemon you can definitely find there and if you want to you know follow me on my journey through twitch and, and youtube uh at stake frank really on any platform um and any type of updates and stuff you can find through twitter um i'll do giveaways sometimes too i got a really cool subscriber tournament at the end of august and um Ooh. not only can you get um oh yeah you can you know we'll talk more about that Ooh. too <laughs> um I, I i'm 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 hoping you take that one down um but yeah any type of uh of of updates or or you know information or, or things that you might be interested in in winning or gaining um from me can can definitely all be found uh through my my twitter so definitely uh check that out because there is quite a lot of cool stuff uh in the pipeline We'll have it all. We'll have it all in the YouTube description. We'll have it all in in everything that everything that you can find it. You will find it. Stake Frank on everything. <laughs> so until next time, everybody. We'll uh, see you in the next one. See ya.